How do we revolutionize cancer care? What innovations can solve global food scarcity? Can the next big leap in drug development come from a place you might not expect? These are the questions that drive us on New Wave, a podcast where curiosity meets life-changing science. In Nova Scotia, a new wave of pioneers are answering these questions, from reimagining how we treat the most daunting diseases to tackling the challenges of feeding a growing planet. Their stories are as inspiring as they are impactful. I'm Taylor McGilvery. Join me as we dive into these extraordinary narratives. We're not just talking about scientific breakthroughs. We're exploring how these advancements touch lives, reshape communities, and pave the way for a brighter future. Subscribe to New Wave on your favorite platform. Be part of a journey that takes you to the heart of innovation and shows how, in Nova Scotia, we're not just asking questions, we're finding answers. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, baby. Hello, my love. Ready to talk about some sex? Yeah, let's do it. From downtown Charlottetown. Coming to you recorded on the day before New Year's Eve. That's right. Yeah. This, this is uh, the 30th. It's There's one day after today. There's one day left of 2018. When you're listening to this, it will be next year. That's fucking trippy. Is it? How was your 2018? It had its ups and its downs. Yeah, yeah. it started out pretty cool. I, that was the beginning of my um, my three month trip. Um, Holy fuck! That was this year. I know. <clears throat> Are you sick? You're ready to get rid of me again for another three months. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, ready. Oh, Jesus! Get the fuck out of here. That long? That's crazy. So South by Southwest was this year. 
Yeah. Holy fecoli. That was a for sure highlight. That was a huge highlight. Um, I think about how hungover I was every single fucking morning. <laughs> Why were we there for the whole goddamn festival? I don't know. I think because we wanted to get some quality time in. That's right. You and I. So after, started- after Brian and Taylor <clears throat> and Jeff left. Yeah. Which but, we did do. Yeah, we had some great time. We had some great time. Yeah. Yeah. I was very hungover. You got... It took me a long time to recuperate from did that Did we trip. talk about the... Did we talk about what happened? <laughs> oh, How I you don't set know. me up? Like you were my wingman. Oh, yeah, that's That one right. night and you but, got me laid. Yeah. But then... But then I was so... I was so drunk and I was like, all right, homeward on my own. And uh, And got lost. And I got lost and I ended up in the scariest part of Austin I've ever seen having like a crisis about the the world. And And I'm I'm mid smash and I get a fucking call from you and you're bawling. And and I have to I have to call your Uber. Yeah. And I'm like, that's right. I'm like I was just sitting on the curb 15 miles north and I'm on the phone with the Uber guy going listen listen you're picking up my wife that's right you gotta look for her she's crying she's a woman that's just crying (laughs) 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 and he was like uh okay (laughs) I guess yeah he was was great he was really really kind and sweet and I think I think I remember him telling me like you know what? I have a daughter, and and I hear what you're saying. And yeah. if I I would hope someone would take care. Fuck, of her. man, that is so funny. I forgot about that. Yeah, 2018. What a year. Woo! How what was a, your 2018? Um, it was good. It, I think I, I was thinking about this last night. I've had a very uh, drunk 2018. I think I think I drink a lot. <laughs> yes. Uh, I say that as if it's like a surprise. Mm. I drink a lot. Yes. I'm not, I don't have a problem. No. But, but golly. You could probably drink less considering how much your could. liver already has to process. Oh, fuck that. Whatever. Dude, whatever. If I'm on chronic antibiotics. Yeah. Yeah. So I've gone this far. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like my shit's, I have a liver of steel, I think. Yeah. I think so. I mean, dude, I used to be on Accutane. That's true. Which is really hardcore for your body, and you're not supposed to drink on Accutane. That's right. Because your liver is yeah, it's just it's overload. And I was drinking like a fucking sailor when I was doing it because yeah. I just couldn't not drink. I guess that is a problem, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the definition of it. Anyway, um, I had a good at 2018. This this might have been one of the one of the biggest, yeah, one of like the best years of my life. Wow. Yeah. Really? Hey. Yeah. Yeah, a lot has uh, a lot's gone on for you. Yeah, but there's a lot. There's a lot. I think uh, you know. Wait, let's get on this re- resolution train. Okay. There's a lot that um, that now that it's 2019. Technically, if you're yeah. listening to this, there's a lot that I wanna I wanna do. I, I gotta like. I there there there's a lot that I I've come so far in creating all of these things that I that I love in my life you be my career my work and the stuff that I do with you and this and and those things fulfill me beyond words <clears throat> but there's not enough balance there's not enough like self-care yeah um and so yeah so I think that's what I need to work on like I I've got my I've, I feel really good in my career I feel really great in se- my sex life I'm having the best sex of my life yeah I feel really great um in in 
the experiences that I'm having, just like, you know, day-to-day experiences in life. Um, but I'm just not, I'm just physically, I'm, I feel like a, like a dough boy. Like you could yeah. appreciate all of these things way more if you were feeling like really in your body yeah. and strong and healthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know that feeling. I have, I have similar, I have a similar goal. I what's think. your goal? What's your resolution? So here's the thing. I always make way too many and then. Yeah, you can't, you gotta. But there's so many things. I said this to you in the car the other day and there's just so many things that I want to do. There's so many things that I want to do. And 2019 could be a really big year moving forward in a lot of different ways. And I don't know if I have to set all the goals and then see which ones I can accomplish, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Well, like, what would uh, what would uh, Gary V say? Gary Vanderchuk, or like, <clears throat> you know, I feel like I feel like the I feel like the Rock, yeah, would be like, got to get out there, got to get out there and get it, right? Get it, right? All the things, all of all the things. things, get it, all the goals, dig in. Yeah, I feel like I'm making... sink your teeth into that meat. Yeah, okay. Bite down, rip it off. Okay, tear it apart with your face. Who said ingest it? Uh, he's I don't know. He's getting really like he's getting really uh, cannibalistic. In the his, rockets? Yeah. Oh yeah. Just like he's working out. He's working out with like a raw steak in his mouth, and just scream, just scream, crying. I am really out of touch with what's You should follow on. him on Instagram. It's very interesting. Oh really? <laughs> no, I'm fucking, no, I'm fucking joking. <laughs> okay. Ah <laughs> uh, man, I loved him in Jumanji. Look. I've said that to people and they look at me and they go, you are fucked. And I go, no, no, I'm not even joking. If you had, listen, if you're listening to this, stop, go watch the new version of Jumanji with yeah. Kevin Hart and the rock and, and Jack Black. They I swear all it really is good. So funny. The best I've seen Jack Black in a long time. It is really good. And I'm not even, it's not even a joke. <laughs> um, so we're here on PEI. We came over to visit some, some of your fam. Yeah. And uh, it's been, it's been a nice, nice visit. Uh, little update. I, uh, you, you go to bed like at nine o'clock every night yeah. while we're here. And I'm like, I got to go out and see all, all my friends. Yeah. That's when you go out. I'm like, <laughs> I guess Jeremy just wants to chill, but then like no. 11 o'clock rolls around. Yeah. Well, there's all these good shows and stuff, but um, I got to say, man, what is up with PEI? I'm two for two for coming to this island and having really fun and great sex in the back of our fucking car. Our car is so gross. That is so gnarly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, okay, <laughs> I was like so, for a second. I was like, it's not that bad now, but it, yeah, I guess it is kind of, it is kind of. But like when you're in the when you're in the throes of um, of passion, yeah, you can you, you kind of don't give a fuck. Okay, so you know what I mean, this is news to me, right? Because I've been awake now because I go to bed at eight. <laughs> I've been awake now for a good four or five hours. I went to bed 11, at four, and you went to bed at four, and I had no idea. Uh, I thought you were going over to a buddy's place to watch the fight. I did, and then. I know. And okay, so it was a whole. It was ten what, minutes ago. <laughs> you tell me that you had sex in the back of the car last night. So, so I mean, without going like into the minutia of it, I it, there was a big UFC fight last night, and I was going to go watch it with my my pal Donovan. And um, but before that, I stopped in to see our friends Raccoon Bandit, which is a great band. Uh, Fraser, Fraser, who's in the band, uh, was on Sick Boy. He's a, he's a good pal. 
So I promised him I would come see their show last night when I was really, or not, the night before last when I was really drunk. Right. So last night I was like, ah, I feel bad. I got like, I got to, I got to make face. And I went, so I popped in to see like two or three songs. Yeah. And while I was there, ran into someone who um, I don't really know. Um, you don't really know? <laughs> no. I had met them once in my life. Okay. On a on an airplane. Oh, neat. And they knew who I was. Weird. They knew who I I was. I were. They knew who I was. They knew. They knew. They know who I am. They. But at the they time, knew they knew me. <laughs> Fuck. Um, and um, and we just got to chatting, and then I went to. I was. I had to leave, and before I left, um, uh, out of the blue, kiss. A very quick kiss, and I was like, "Okay, I get, I gotta go. I yeah. have to leave." So I left, and I went to Donovan's watch the fight. While I was there, this person kept me updated, and basically on my way home, I was like, "Do you want to? Do you want like? Do you want to ride home?" Oh no! But I don't. I didn't have any condoms on me, oh. so I was like, "This this there's, this isn't going to go anywhere. Right. Maybe we'll make out in the car." Yeah, and uh, we went for a little ride. PEI is just full of great little makeout spots. Yeah. And we pulled over and um, she had she had condoms. Okay. Yeah. Which I got to say, bravo. Yeah. That's, a, that's pretty fucking great. Yeah. I was like, ah, sorry, I don't have any condoms. She's like, I got you. It's all set. I'm all set. Oh, nice. I was like, fuck, okay. Good for her. This is great. Yeah. Which I usually carry them on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Christmas holidays, home to see the family. Yeah, you never, well, you just never know. Yeah. Well, look good for you. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Yeah. So. I like that. Like, I'm not allowed to have sex when you're in the house. Like, if if there's <laughs> if I'm with, and so it's like coming home with a crew is you know that's an interesting sort of com- comfortable uncomfortable situation coming home with a crew yeah coming here to pei with both you and oh, my boyfriend <clears throat> that's right it's just the three of us yeah becca didn't come she she was she working to work yeah yeah but yeah. well i just said to you i was like I, look if you're gonna if you're gonna smash do it when i'm not when you're not here the fucking walls here are rice paper i know i know they're crazy you know, i don't want to <clears throat> i don't want to hear i don't need to hear it <laughs> <laughs> i know it's happening yeah like i just I, don't want to be a part of it yeah Right, but you know the time of day that I like to have sex. I'm pretty sure I walked in yesterday, and I, I was—I mean, I was jamming on some podcasts okay. with my headphones in, but I was like, mm, "They're nowhere to be found. That bedroom door is closed. It's <laughs> mid-afternoon. <laughs> they are fucking." So I just kept the earbuds in for a good 15 minutes, and while I was out here being like, <laughs> <laughs> "You were being, you were being so." <laughs> Oh, wow. Look at the time. Like, yeah, just <laughs> yeah. really announcing. Playing the piano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really made an announcement that I was home. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden, it goes from silent. Well, it could have been silent. I don't know, because I couldn't hear. But when I did take my earphones out, I just heard Mad Men. Yeah. So I was like, okay, maybe they were watching a show, but I'm pretty sure they were fucking. <laughs> and then they were like, fuck, Jerry's home. Let's put a show on. Yeah. No, we always we want, we're watching Mad Men. It's our show. It's a fucking good show. It's a good. You know what? Even when you get into bed in the afternoon, it doesn't always. It's not always like just get into bed and get down to it. It's like 
Let's oh, get you gotta into ease bed into it and like with Don Draper. watch a show. Don, yeah, yeah, watch these. Watch someone wo- womanize his wife. Yeah, and those in, the, in just the most scandalous Jones ways. Hips sway around. And Man, yeah, she's a babe. But you know who's the babeliest of babes on that show? Who? Um, the uh, redheaded woman. Uh, what's her? What's her name? Redheaded woman. Yes. Oh my God. Come on now. Like super busty. Very That's curvaceous. Jones. Oh, sorry. I thought you said January Jones. No, no, no. Because she's also in that show. She's also in that show. Yeah, and Joan. My God. Beautiful. I know. Joan is amazing. Um, Joan is what made... I never had uh, an appreciation for for very curvy women yeah. until, until, I came, until, until, I came, until I found her. Yeah. Well, she she just knows how... She knows. You know, know. who she... You know, she reminds me of someone we know. Can we say who it is? No, I don't. We what probably else? shouldn't. What, what does her name rhyme it's not, with? It's not the. It's not the body or the curvaceousness. It's just the attitude. The attitude. What's can can you say what it rhymes with? Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's a, is that horrible offensive? inside if, joke shit. If I, no, it's not if, offensive. Are you okay. kidding me? Are you kidding me? If someone was like Jeremy, reminds me of. Um, I don't know. I think she's got to pee. I think I the dog. <laughs> All right, go take the dog for a Think pee. of who you're gonna gonna think of. All right, you're back from uh, dog peed. <laughs> Great. Ha. Um. So so, uh, let's get right down to it. Okay. What do we got? We got some shit here. Uh, yeah, I have some listener shit. Okay. Um, this one's been sitting around for a while, oh. and uh, and I'm glad that she finally wrote and said we could share this. Um. Because it's it's been an interesting back and forth. Oh yes, this has been a so, so some people might not know this, but sometimes people write in, um, literally just for like advice that they're like, I don't want this to be on the show, and then you end up, you really handle all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, and you guys and I, I just read it all because it comes into my inbox too. But uh, y- you you guys have been having this like back and forth. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, we've this had is, maybe maybe a few a few. Emails back and forth. Okay, okay. so I'll, I'm going to take it back to the beginning. Oh, okay. Um, if that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I go, this email came in in June. Um, here it goes. I got married in September, and uh, I, I'm going to try to leave out some details here, so I won't say the year, but recently. Um, in the last couple of years, got married, and I've been with my guy for almost nine years. In those nine years, we never broke up, so I've just been with him the entire time. I'm not sure what has happened over the past couple of weeks, but I am very attracted to a man I work with, and I have had sexual dreams about him, plus fantasized about him during the day, too. I know fantasizing is totally normal, but I really want to have sex with him, LOL, and I know my husband isn't into a polygamous relationship, neither am I, actually. I think you mean polyamorous. Yeah, that's a weird one that people mix up. I mean, I get it. They're very similar, polyamory and polygamy, but... Um, the difference is one is illegal mm-hmm. and the and another is not and and fine Polygamous also is marrying a, many people that's right it's yeah. it's having multiple um wives. wives is it exclusive to men i don't you know what i don't know okay. i mean i don't i don't think but that's illegal okay. you can't do that okay do you think these feelings will pass or am i destined to be with this other man the word divorce has come up in my mind this week as I've dreamed about being with the other guy. Gah, isn't that crazy? I think part of it has to do with mine and my husband's sex life. 
this is going to sound insane, but we legitimately have sex once every three to four weeks. I brought it up to him in the past and he's kind of shrugged it off and said something like, I love you. I know you're not going anywhere. Our sex life has always been this way, but it seems like over the past few weeks, I'm realizing I need more sexuality. He gets really tired from work easily, so sometimes he's legitimately falling asleep on the couch at 7.30 p.m. I feel awful saying these things about him because he truly is an amazing man and I love him so much, but I can't feel like I'm missing out on more of a sexual relationship. Sorry for the long-ass email. Not sure if I even have a question, but I'm just wondering your views on my situation. Okay. Um, do I read what I wrote back? I don't know. Um, I mean, I I don't know. Do you want to just kind of talk like basically, uh, let's just talk about that for a little bit. You don't have to read your personal response to her. Okay. But that's a conundrum. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like that's a conundrum that like is very common, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of like, you've said this a number of times. I think our therapist said this to us once or someone said it where it's like couples generally, Tension in relationships or fights in relationships more often than not come from money, money or sex sex or other people involved or, in the relationship. Right, exactly. Which this this is this is definitely sex is definitely related to this. Yeah. And also other people. Yeah, exactly. Because it could have just been attention because you guys aren't having sex, but now somebody else is involved. Mm, yeah. An object of desire. Yeah. And whether whether the lack of sex led to that or if that would have naturally happened anyway, it's, you know. Yeah, well, Dan Savage is like, of course you're going to be attracted to other people. That's, of course you're going to want to fuck other people. The mm-hmm. thing about being married is that you agree not to do that. That's right. That's right. Or, yeah, I mean, if you are choosing to be monogamous, monogamous in yeah. your relationship. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like it's one of those things where it's a... It, it's a it's a conversation that needs to be had that is not easy to be had. That's yeah. the way I look at it. It's like you have you have two options in this scenario. Yeah. Come right outright and reveal everything and that you're say feeling? yep. Or which I I feel like is probably the the harder <clears throat> but but safer and smarter choice. And then the second choice is don't uh, and, and which is much easier to not, to like cover it up and, and ignore, like it, put put aside the idea of like bringing it up to your husband that you're having these thoughts about somebody else and you're not sexually satisfied, whatever. But that also, that route of not doing anything and, and pushing it aside can very quickly and very easily grow into something that gets out of hand until the next thing you know, you've been having an affair for a year and a half, yeah. <clears throat> you know, and that's the, there goes your marriage. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like something's got something. Well, I guess let's find out because I feel like there's been, there's, there's more. There's been some development. There's yes. been some development. So, so what happened? Well, I, I, I asked, like, <laughs> basically we had, we, we chatted back and forth and at some point I did reach out to ask for a, um, an update and uh she said yes there have been some developments so the guy i was referring to in my original email was a co-worker at work i no longer work at that company and nothing physical ended up happening with him after all oh, okay. we don't even talk anymore actually which is fine well, how about still that? think about him from time to time but those extreme feelings have basically passed but oh there's always a but 
I ended up kissing someone a couple of weeks ago. It literally lasted five seconds, and it was a drunken kiss at a bar, and I've also been texting with a childhood friend I've known since I was two. His name is blank, and I've always loved him, and he's the guy I lost my virginity to. Uh-oh. The messages have gotten pretty sexual, and also he's currently going through a divorce, so we've been sort of helping each other through our problems. Anyway, I ended up telling my husband everything. Heyo. About the sexting conversations with the guy from work, the random kiss, and the fact that I've been talking to my childhood friend. At first, my husband was really upset by everything, but we went to our first ever couples therapy session last week, and now he's done a complete 180 and seems totally fine. He says he loves me so much and wants to work on things, but now I'm not so sure. It's a shitty place to be because I don't want to hurt him, but I also can't stop thinking about this childhood friend and being with him. I don't know what's up with me. I'm just so scared of living my life thinking, what if? What if I leave my husband and I'm still unhappy? Or two, what if I stay with my husband and I'm forever thinking about what life could be like with somebody else? Hmm. That was the end of that email. Yeah, man. Oh, man. What are your thoughts on that? Good for you for being honest. I was just thinking earlier when you were talking about that, Jeremy, just like, you know, for those of us who do get into relationships that are monogamous um, or, or even not, how can we as partners be like mentally prepared for the day that our partner comes to us and says, I'm attracted to somebody else? Mm. Because if we really want to be honest in our communication with one another, that is probably going to happen. That's most likely going to happen because mm-hmm. you don't stop being attracted to other people because you have a monogamous partner. I don't think. I mean, I've never experienced that. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe um maybe two degrees. Like, it, you know. Yeah, sure. Like, cuz I've met some people where I, where in my head I'm going, "Man, you really you really your eyes are really well trained." Mm. Like they're locked into place. Right. You don't have that wandering eye that sometimes you see on people where <clears throat> especially like hanging out with with the, you know, I'll go out and hang out with a bunch of male friends. Yeah. And there will be like a, a male friend of mine who's been married for X amount of years, but he'll be, you know, he'll say something to the degree of like, oh my God, I just fell in love. Right. I just fell in love looking at that woman who just walked in the bar. Yeah. You know, like, but then there's the, then there's, there's your friends where you don't ever hear them say that. Like Brian, I, I will say this, Brian Stever yeah. is... Eyes locked. Dude, that guy... I've I've honestly never seen him waver. Yeah, I, you know I, I maybe I shouldn't have said that because I know Maddie's listening right now. Maddie, you 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 picked a good one. But here's <laughs> here's the thing about that is maybe I don't know maybe those people are just more comfortable saying I just fell in love with that person, even to their partner, you know. And so there is a certain yeah, amount of comfort and acknowledgement. Like some people, yeah, we do some people, but some people and just definitely let me don't. Finish. And when you don't. When you don't say those things, w- what it fosters is desire because totally, yeah. it becomes the forbidden thing. Dude, there's people who... And the ca- secret thing. There's people who cannot tell their significant other that they have like, that they have a crush on Don Draper. Yeah. You know, there's right. people who oh, are, like, there's people who are like, oh, I could never tell my wife that Jennifer Lawrence is my... Dream girl. Dream girl. Because it, because it just it's, it's, it's it too much. starts a fight. Yeah, I know. Which, can you imagine... How hard hard that would be? It's Jennifer well, Lawrence. But here's the thing: as a woman, I have to say that 
that for sure there is something that kicks in when uh somebody that i'm like super into or having sex with uh is is like totally uh fanning over some some like celebrity where i'm like even in my it's like almost in like my trained i want to say reptilian brain but i don't think it's reptilian i think it's like it's a trained brain to be like your baboon that is brain. not you 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 compare your beauty and sexy sexiness to this person yeah right yeah. maybe doesn't it? i mean it exists for men too but i think oh, it's yeah. like yeah, sure. we've women have had it really hard specifically with that with that with the way consumers it's so oh totally oh my god i get that way i mean when becca's like oh my god jason momoa or like whatever the fucking aquaman's name is i'm like oh fuck my hair will never be that long and also my biceps will never be (laughs) that big yeah but yeah no you don't start a fight about that and i'm sure that guy is sitting on a hog just a big old fucking big old ding dong what what is your obsession with large penises? I don't know because I look. Fuck off! Don't we're not going down that road. I appreciate the size and the look of my penis. I actually really love my penis, but I know I don't have. I know I don't got that like that big old thing. You know, oh my I god! I think bird, you're bird. imagining like a horse cock on a man. Oh yeah, I'm like that's <laughs> yeah, unreasonable. I, I know it is. I know it is. But sometimes I'm like, oh, that'd be so fun. No. Yeah, it'd be so fun to For swing. You? Yeah, man. Not Are you for kidding? The people you're having sex with. No, I'm not. But I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about like when I'm in the shower. I I love I love nothing more than trying to complete an actual helicopter. Okay. Now, so next, if my in dick. This- <laughs> Okay, let's move on. There's another chapter of the story. Oh, fuck. What? Yeah. Okay. I wrote back and I asked for an update. <laughs> Again. <laughs> update me on the update. <laughs> no, I responded. Anyway. Um, uh, even more things have happened. In the last month, oh, man. I have slept with two different men. Whoa. I am assuming our conversations will remain anonymous. Of course. <laughs> of course. My husband doesn't know that I've slept with anyone else, nor do I plan on telling him, but I feel so stuck. He says things like how he can't imagine life without me, etc. It makes me feel terrible because here I am off doing other things. The weird part is that I don't actually feel too terrible about the physical act of what I did. Not sure why. I still love my husband, but the passion and excitement is missing for me. I guess that's why I'm finding it elsewhere. Man, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta, man. I don't know. I like this whole this whole thing. I don't know where your thoughts are on this, but like this whole thing about, um, I. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta say it. You got. You cannot. You cannot go. Um. You cannot go slinking around, doing that. There's. There's. There is no. There's no compassion there. The 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 person on the other end who is in the, who's in the dark who's clueless is like uh, man I don't know I just like I fully believe in the the ability for a couple to um, keep things going and and things be really amazing even after they've found out that there was like an affair or whatever. You know, you're reading, you're reading Esther 
Perel's book right now. Yeah. The what the state of affairs. The state of affairs. And yeah. it's all about that's about that, right? It's about like how rethinking we, infidelity. We don't have to look at infidelity as like the be all end all. This is it. The, the relationship's death. over. Yeah. You can you can rectify that. If you want to. If you want. But this whole thing of like, ah, yeah, I did it. And I can I feel like, you know, I'm never gonna say anything. Um and it'll be all good. It will come out. Yeah, it will, 100%. It will come out. And it's just, it like, the longer it goes, or the more often it happens, the harder when it, it comes out, it's going to be fucking hard. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the person, it's not just the person who is being cheated on that gets, that gets hurt there. Yeah. It's friends, it's family, mm-hmm. it's like, it, that is a, that has a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, I do not agree with, with infidelity that, I don't know. I just don't agree with infidelity. It's like, if you're going to fucking do it, then do it. But you got to, you got to own up, pull up your pants and own up. And yeah, say I think, it. I think too, the, it's just not fair. It's very, very, very common. It's like the first thing you'll hear. Um, if you listen to Esther Perel's podcast about not feeling terrible about what you did, but just hurting the other person, that's super normal. Totally. Because yeah. that's what that's what you want to do. And you have probably a genuine connection with those people and those lovers. And that meant something. And what it is, is she And you're says, fulfilling a need. You're fulfilling says, a need that you have, which... What she says is most women, well, most people, when she's talking about a woman, actually feel really good about what they discover about themselves in, in that affair relationship Mm. they you know there it it wakes up a part of you which is even common in 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 consensual non-monogamy yeah it's like you know having last night having that that experience in the back of the car Mm-hmm. has made me I learned some things and I can take those things it, I can take some of those things into our relationship and I can take some of those things into Beck and I's relationship like it you 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 come out of those scenarios learning stuff about yourself learning things about what how what you like what you don't like I mean it can be a really prosperous thing also you guys have been together for a long time and I mean it just sounds to me that I that you don't want to be with him just get anymore. out he's a he sounds like a lovely person but he's not maybe your person just anymore. get out yeah. like and also like if if polyamory is completely off the table well you won't know that until you ask but maybe that's what you'll have is a domestic <clears throat> partner a nesting partner in him and you can go off and you can have your sexual escapades um with other people and get fulfillment that way but you'll never know if that's a possibility yeah. you could you could have your cake and eat it too but you're gonna have to be honest about the mm. cake that you want yeah ah man that's tough that's, that's hard. my advice that's hard i feel like we're hard on you and i just want you to know i think we're just we're coming at it from a place of wanting the best for yeah. you and and your partner yeah we're not i'm i'm, I'm i hope i hope i i'm not trying to be coming down hard no i know you're not just being honest. I'm just being honest and passionate. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Well, wow. That's a fuck, man. That is a doozy of a of a yeah, dinger. It sure is. Holy moly. It sure is. Um. What I, else? I, uh, <laughs> what else do you got? I think we gotta wrap it up. Yeah. Wrap we this do. bitch up. Well, that's just you know what? No, let's. There's one email that I want to read. Okay, really quick. We'll make it fucking quick. Okay. We'll zip zip zap through it. Do, do, so here's the thing: is do, do. I have this like thing about doo-doo it's come up on the show a number of times it's the one thing i can't do and i've said a number of times if there's anyone out there who is into 
poop play. I want to hear from you. Um, okay. I am going to cut out anything that could be slightly identifying about this email. Yeah. Because we're hoping this person will be a, um, a future guest. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so this is a, a person uh, who's active in their kink community. And uh, I'm just going to read this little excerpt. Scat was always on my no playlist. One day I found myself solo poly with three partners I adore. All were strangers to each other and my discovery came up after discovering one was interested in scat. While discussing it with my partners, the others fessed up to the interest as well. In three months, I went from no playlist to performing scat play with three separate people in drastically different ways. That is fucking bonkers. Yeah. So let's get you three on the people. podcast. <clears throat> Man, three. What are the numbers here? What's going on? Yeah, and I won't say where they're from, but it is a small place. Holy schnoli. That's so crazy. Yeah. All right, so here's my thing. If you're listening right now, which I know you are, whoever sent this, um, come on the show. Yeah. Let's get your buns in the studio. I want to talk about poop. I uh, I yeah. tried to to respond to the email, but it, but it, uh, bounced. it bounced. So I'm going to reach out to you on, on uh, Instagram. Okay. okay. Oh, my God. I'm so Set like... Set something up for the new year. New year, new us. New year. Uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, look, I got some things I need to change, but I don't need to change that. No? <clears throat> I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe she'll come into the studio and just shit right on my chest, and I'll go, this is amazing. <laughs> just, you know, totally well, try your There was one up. thing that was written there, though, that there was a sign-off. Oh, Can yeah. you fucking read that? <laughs> Can you read that? Uh, I, I don't. I think it's it's not quite grammatically correct, so I don't. I can't. I don't. I think it made sense. It makes sense. Just read it. I chocolate chip and poo muffin. I do not eat them, but I make them for one partner as rewards. Did they get eaten? Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I love it. Oh, 2019 is going to be a a fucking year. It's going to be. Turn me on. (laughs) Uh, All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and folks of all varieties, we are. uh, We're going to throw it to this week's episode. But before we do, listen. Uh, we're a couple of weeks away. We're coming to Ottawa. We got a live show at Algonquin College. You can go to turnmeonpodcast.com slash shows, get your tickets there. We've still got a couple of tickets left for the Toronto live show. Yeah, get, um, grab your buddies. January 17th in Ottawa, January 18th in Toronto. And we're recording episodes Toronto, Ottawa, and Montreal. Can't mm-hmm. fucking wait. Can't wait to do this little trip. We're going to see you so soon. So uh, go get your tickets, get your tickets, get your tickets. And uh, happy new year. Bring your mom and your dad to the show. <laughs> How fun would that be? Let's get that scat scat lady in oh, for the man. live show. Oh, man. Um, get your tickets, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Our friend Brienne traveled all the way from lovely Vancouver uh, to sit down with us, and she is she's a riot. She's a, riot. Mm-hmm. She's a treat. Okay, super quick story. Look, before we go into this, um, uh, Brienne sent me a text while I was in San Francisco. Uh-huh. And she she was like uh, I was in a I was in a cathedral I was in the Grace Cathedral Holy moly If you're ever in San Francisco Go to the Grace Cathedral okay. It's gorgeous And she sends me this message She says Hey this guy I know him You need to have him on the podcast And he's a photographer And he just did the stills for Erica Lust's latest oh, movie Oh amazing And the movie is a kink 
porno based on spit and spit play. And she sent the link to the trailer, the X-rated trailer to the movie Oh, in the text. Okay. And I'm in Grace Cathedral and I'm going... Watching. I'm going to sit down over here and I'm going to watch some hardcore spit porn Whoa. under the eyes of God. Amazing. How did that feel? I felt so naughty. Yeah, I bet you did. I felt so naughty. I told, I told Brianne too and she was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> anyway, we, uh, we hope you love this as much as we did and uh, happy, happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. so far that they can see up their backside so they're never unless they're literally going okay i've seen other people's underwear in a class let me bend over and look in the mirror at my rear view that's what i feel like everyone should be doing it's hard to do that in changing rooms because the lighting design is usually designed so that you don't get to see those things yeah, I guess so. But it's I've like, always wondered the protocol. I really have. like, Because I see it all the time whenever yeah. I go to yoga classes. So, and I'm like, do I tell them? Are they going to be more mortified or yeah. or less mortified? Or what's going to happen? I like, well, what I did in the first classes, it was an, an older lady. And I just tapped her on the shoulder. And I was like, hey. Um, she was wearing tights like you're wearing. Your tights are really see-through. But we have lots of pants in the lost and found. If you want to zip out really quick and put some on. And she was like, oh, thank you. And then the other girl rolled up her mat and left and never came back to my class again. <gasps> she No, she came back. She never came to my class again. But she came back the next the week. The studio. Yeah, the studio. But never. she. I've never seen her in person again. But you guys had a conversation oh, about Oh, yeah, it, that's right. I emailed her. And she was like, yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's yeah. totally fine. It was just a coincidence. But still to this day. I remember. I remember these things. <laughs> <clears throat> that's right. You were there. I was there. Um, well, Brian. Hi. 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 This Hi. is this is cool. So you're in from we were just talking before we started recording. You're in from Vancouver. Yes. Uh is that home like like born and raised? No. I'm originally from Edmonton, but I moved to Vancouver for film school and I've been there 13 years. 13 so years. That's a long yeah. time. Yeah. Film school, I guess we're probably going to get into this, but that's like your jam. That's my jam. Yeah. Part of my, well, I wouldn't say that film school was my jam, but making <laughs> right. films is, is my jam. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and you work on a number of like um, uh, web series? Yeah, I've um, I've uh, directed two different web series and I created one of them and wrote one of them. And then I've basically produced everything because when you're in the world of indie filmmaking you wear all the hats mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then i've done a bunch of shorts and some music videos and a couple small commercials sweet now i know that because uh, we were watching some earlier some mm-hmm. of your work and i know that uh there's a couple of series that you work on that are like pretty uh sex focused mm-hmm uh, why don't you tell everybody the names of those? Those shows? Yeah. Um, 
Well, it it started in film school with two shorts. One was called Why I Bought a Bike and Why I Fired My Secretary. And the guy bought a bike to get some, and he fired his secretary because he got naked and um, didn't realize that it was a surprise party for the reasons that everybody was, like, alienating him that day. <laughs> and then my short, my f- grad film was called Trolls, which is little kids talking about what doing it means mm-hmm. and then i made beat around the bush which is um a 70- i just watched it and it i loved it it's a 75 year old widow with alzheimer's who decides it's time to have her very first orgasm ever i love that <laughs> that's so good and uh and then the most recent um series is called the dangers of online dating which is a sexual health nurse who has a fear of casual sex consequences mm-hmm. and gets back in the game by dating online right where did so so there's obviously there's a theme here sex mm-hmm. uh what what where did that come from like what's the what's the driving force behind exploring sexuality in in so much of your work well, I didn't I didn't know that it was a theme. Like I didn't I didn't start out going like, "Okay, I'm going to make this body of work that's all about sex because I'm super obsessed about this subject." I just I didn't know that. I didn't know that I was obsessed until about browsers just send you an email and they're like, "Hey, <laughs> uh, you want to start writing for us?" <laughs> um, no, thank you. I don't know. Well, I guess like um so the three films that I made in university that were about sex, I thought that was going to be it. I thought that was like, okay, I made these like the sex ones mm. and I'm moving on and I had ideas for like a post-apocalyptic alternate history in that Northern sounds, Alberta. That and sounds like, very fun. Yeah. Just like I thought I was moving on. and uh, But then I started online dating and then all these weird fucking things started happening to me but then I would also stay in situations a little bit longer than I think normal people would mm-hmm. um just to be like what's gonna what is happening here like, like what's for gonna the story happen? well yeah but I but at, at, up until that point I had never written anything about my life right like it was always somebody told me um like a a story that they had experienced and then I would kind of that would inspire me and then whatever I wrote would be totally different than whatever that um impetus was um but then yeah with the dangers of online dating um it became like well i want to direct something this is something that i can do in my apartment i can Mm -hmm. get all these people to volunteer and it was really just a vehicle to direct things and then and then it just kept happening and and now like my grandpa has seen most of my work he's 91 and when he watched beat around the bush he looked at me for a while and was like pretty silent and was like i'm sensing a theme (laughs) to your work here what is that (laughs) Um, but my <laughs> sister, who's a couple years older than me, she's a sexual health nurse. Okay. Oh, uh, okay. And my dad is an emergency room doctor. Mm-hmm. And um, for my 16th birthday, we took the family RV to a lake with a bunch of my friends. And my dad told us some stories of <gasps> removing things from people's bodies. Mm-hmm. Specifically butts? <laughs> yeah. Dude, that and, uh, shit fucks with me and i'm so i just turned 16 so let's just say that half of my friends that are there there might be 10 of us 12 of us half of them are going to be 15 and half of them might be 16 and my dad (laughs) is like complete with sound effects is telling stories like in a in a like i feel like a professional way like he's you know I don't know who any of these people are. He wasn't making fun of them but it was just certain things where it's like they tell you they were on the way to church and she slipped in the car. Mm-hmm. 
and landed on the the, le- the leg of a couch. Oh, a stick shift. Oh my god! But no! Like, oh my god! A stick shift. <laughs> well, that makes um, sense. What it broke off in her? Yeah. Oh my oh. god, dude! What um, kind of car was it? Was it a wooden car? What the fuck? <laughs> but so I get to learn things like this. Jesus. And then, I mean, my like having a sister that was a couple years older than me. Her and her friends were the. They talked about everything. There was nothing that was off limits. And mm-hmm. I feel like I was censored a little bit from it because, like, who wants their little sister to hear everything that you're talking about? Mm-hmm. But um, I remember another time I remember going to my grandpa's for dinner. I was probably 10. And my sister had, like, fully gone through puberty already. And her and my dad thought it would be funny to bring the bottle of wine to my grandpa's house in like a maxi pad bag. Mm -hmm. So like empty of all the pads, but just like bring it in a maxi pad bag. And I was totally fucking mortified. I was like, this is not funny. (laughs) Why would you do this? We don't want grandpa to know that we have periods. Like this is not a thing that we're going to talk about. Um, So then when I started making these films, like to this day, I get really like nervous and awkward almost immediately with a lot of my films especially the ones that like start with a master a 75 year old woman masturbating right away mm-hmm. and it just makes me laugh because i'm like who the fuck am i like what is it that makes me yeah. like this yeah um, and i went back to my high school um in september and talked to a video class there because i went to an art high school that i took video production and directing and all these things when i was in school and i showed them uh the dangers of online dating, some of the dangers of online dating and i asked them how awkward they wanted whatever i was going to show them to be and some of them did not want awkward at all and other ones like wanted like full throttle all the awkward um and then i'm watching it with them and i'm like this is so this is like watching a sex scene with your parents and i'm showing like 15 year olds what I think is pretty PG rated, like suggestive right. things, but it's funny because I found it really cool. And I know that like I would rather take sex ed classes from content that's made in that tone with that kind of coolness than a lot of the stuff that I've seen in my high school, in my sex ed years from grade six to 12, I guess. They're really cool. They're really fun. I find it's hard to it's hard to have a content that is both educational and funny cool turn me on we'll be right back after this word from our sponsors hey everyone i've been on the go recently phoenix kansas city chicago if you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home you have an airbnb Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash post. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Have to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Have you watched, have you watched, um, uh, Big Mouth? No, but a lot of people have recommended it to me. And I, well, I've watched the first episode right. and I wasn't immediately taken with it, but I will persevere. Yeah. Give it, give it a chance. I, but yeah. there's been, there's been times where I'm watching that show and like, you could not, you could not show that in, you know, on TV, on, uh, on no, network. of course not. And you also couldn't show that to like, you know, kids in elementary school. However, a lot of the shit that they t- like dive into and like the way they do it aside from like the very colorful language and and like really crude humor is it, I find like actually pretty like I, I was watching it and going, God, this would have been really great right. as, a, as a kid to like be introduced to sex to watch this yeah because it is it's it's about it's about kids coming into their own totally and i and that's one of the things that i've realized in showing my work and seeing other people's work and like the power of entertainment and the power of media is that if you make something entertaining and people want to watch it they're going to pay attention absolutely so if you make a show like big mouth even if it might be a little like blurry around the edges if it's appropriate Mm mm-hmm it does have a lot of like great conversation starters that, you know, like people might not talk to their friends about this sort of thing. And because they're all watching the show, they might. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And like with Beat Around the Bush, um, I had people come up to me after screenings because I, I went to a lot of the festivals it played. And they would say like my mother, or my father-in-law, or somebody has dementia, they're in a home. We're dealing with something similar and like it's just we don't know how to deal with it or talk about it because it's just like don't do it Mm -hmm. like like your dementia parents like shouldn't be having sex your teenagers should not be having sex like any kinks or things that people are into even as adults and like myself included if somebody was like what are you really into i would be like i don't know Talk about this. <laughs> well, perfect. And so let's start there. What are you really into? Oh God, <laughs> I led into that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? You know, what? I because I, I do, I kind of do want to get into that. But mm-hmm. let, maybe let's let's take it back a little bit. So we were talking about you know your your upbringing and you know you you seem like you come from a pretty goofy and like fun family. Um, how, what was your what was your what was your own personal like introduction to sex like? Like, what was your what were your first experiences like? Well, f- like, yeah. So people, I knew it was this thing that that people were talking about, and you know, my dad, my parents were divorced, and I remember my dad took us to see Wild Things, and I was sitting in the movie going, "I'm not supposed to see Wild this movie." Things. Hold on, is that the Nev scene Campbell with and the, Denise Richards in with the, the champagne in the pool? Oh my god! Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched that and I was like, this is not something I should be watching with my dad. So there was like a lot of... And your of dad like, was for sure going, this is not something I should be watching yeah, with my Yeah, but maybe daughter. if I don't make a big deal of it, she won't <laughs> yeah. notice. Yeah. Um, and then there was like going through puberty was something I did not want to talk about because um, I was the one in the class who like developed early. Like mm. I was the first one wearing a bra. I was probably the first one to get a period, which I remember only sharing with a couple people and I never wanted to talk about it with my parents and even if they asked me about it I would deny it 
Um, but then I knew that I could talk about it with my sister. So like I I was dating a guy for a couple weeks in junior high and everybody knew that we hadn't made out yet. And then this one like dumb kid was teasing me about it. So I like ran to the high school end of the school and asked my sister how to make out with somebody. Well, how to make out with boy. And she was like, I'll just Susie, come here. Like, I'll just show you like right in front of the gym where we both played basketball and like our gym teacher could walk out at any minute. And I was like, oh my God, okay, not here. Not like this. I don't know how to deal with this. Um, But then as far as like actually having sex, um, the idea of having sex and everything leading up to having sex was a much more, was a much bigger deal than I think about the actually having sex. And I know this because I read a bunch of my journals for one of those like teen angst nights where you read your childhood stuff. And um, I lost my virginity like after the Edmonton Eskimos won the Grey Cup and he took me home and we did it. And then that was it. Like I saw him (laughs) later at school the next day and like he was my boyfriend, but it was like cool high five. Like we won the Grey Cup. Sweet. Walked into social studies. One of my girlfriends was like, you had sex. And then I went about my day. Yeah, yeah, I got, like I feel like it's pretty anticlimactic for a lot of people. Yeah, you know, like it's just kind of like a there's there because there is so much buildup. It's like it think about even <clears throat> we even do this. I find like it, as adults in dating, you know, it's like if you haven't been in the game for a while mm-hmm. and then you, you're going on your first date and you haven't been on a date in fucking like four years. Like I, I don't know, I've been I've been seeing this same person forever. They're gone now, and now I got to do this all over again. <laughs> and then you go out, and it's like. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, that was actually kind of nice. Yeah, um, it wasn't that big of a deal. It it was like a source of, I it can't even to this day. There, sex or no sex, whatever the subject matter, can be such a source of stress. Mm. And then if you change your mind in the way that you are thinking it, like it's like going on a date. I'm like, well, I'm gonna hate going on this online date. It's probably gonna suck because I know from all the other dates that I've been on, they're probably gonna suck. And then I just have to stop myself and go like. It, it doesn't matter if it sucks it's fine if it's great it's fine like just go into it like you're just meeting somebody so it's like if you go if you think you're gonna have sex with somebody or make out with somebody or whatever just go into it like well maybe that will happen and maybe mm-hmm. it won't and what I hear from other people is that I'm really good at being well I am very direct with communication but like I don't want to assume anything that makes me really uncomfortable so I would rather be like does this feel good do you want to do this? This mm-hmm. is how I'm feeling. Then mm. then feel like I can't say anything or you can't say anything. That's my favorite when people are like that. Like, <laughs> I, I honestly, I fucking love it. Like, it, it, it makes things so... In terms of, like, dating. Are you single? Are you dating? What's I'm your... S- I'm single and dating. Single dating. Um, it's... I love that because it's... It does... It opens up this, like... When someone is so direct, mm. it... It, I, th- I feel like most people react to that by going, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, okay, I can, I'm with you here. Like, let's, let's both communicate that mm-hmm. way. Like, you just, you just give the permission for that person to like, to, to step up in that exact same way with you. And personally, I feel like that leads to like far more enjoyable interactions. And I, I hope so. I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I hope so. I from other I went on a date a few weeks ago with somebody and um, I was not enjoying their company anymore. So I just said uh, the waitress came and she said, do you guys want another beer? And I said, no, I think we'll just get the bill. And uh, he'd been making a bunch of racist um, 
comments, which I was just like, I don't have to stay here for this. Oh my <laughs> so he goes, Who pulls out the racist oh remarks right, well, off, the and first, then right at, off the bat. And then looking at you like you agree. I'm like, I don't agree. I do not oh. agree. Um, and then each time he said it, I would call him on it. And he just, this is not the first person who has done something like this on a date. Oh my God. But anyways, um, he goes, you don't want another beer? And I said, no, I don't. And he goes, why? And I said, well, I don't want to waste your time or my time. And what I'm really thinking is I don't want to waste my time. Yeah. But I'm going to say I don't want to waste your time so that it feels, it seems nicer. It seems like I'm being a nicer, more thoughtful mm-hmm. person to you. Um, and he goes, I don't, I don't feel like I'm wasting my time. And I said, well, I do feel like I am wasting my time. And he's like, why? And I was like, because <laughs> I'm not enjoying spending time with you. Like, this is not an enjoyable experience for me. And then right before he left, he was like, um, we had been talking about the waitress and her and I got along so well. And I was like, fuck, I would way rather be on a date with her right now. <laughs> she's so wonderful. And then uh, I said something to him about her and he was like, she's not going to remember you. You're not that important. And walked away from me. Why? Why are he some people like so catch. not graceful at accepting? Some people are. Some people are. I've also gone on dates where at the end of it, I've said, listen, I'm glad that we met. I and I've literally verbatim said this. Um, I just don't want to take off my clothes and have sex with you. Yeah. And they've been like, yeah, okay. Thanks for being really direct about that. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Everybody's you know, different. Th- for whatever reason, oh, well, I know exactly why. I've been binge watching uh, Mad Men again, and I'm on season three. And one thing that really, what I really like about it is um, there's, I always feel like if somebody's hitting on me, I don't want to assume that they're hitting on me. And so, and I don't assume and I don't assume and I don't assume until I'm like, I'm very uncomfortable and I still don't want to assume that they're hitting on me. And I watch it unfold on, on screen. Um, and, and the women are very quick to be like, please stop talking to me like that very quickly. And I'm like, Oh, they're just like wide open about that. Like I know what's going on here, and I'm not interested. And uh, but I'm always like, don't be presumptuous. Maybe blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and or if I don't say it. anything, it'll go away. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> ignore, ignore, ignore. It boggled my mind when you were just saying he was asking why so many times. Yeah. You're like, I'd be like, okay, yeah. bye. Well, before we had met, um, you know, we matched online. Uh, so he's he's from Chile. So I give there are certain people that I just give a little bit of room because I feel like some things literally get lost in translation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I like that, like when I've gone out with people who um, English is a learned language, that I just have to be use very simple, 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 direct language because then I literally have to say exactly what I mean. I can't color it color it in any way or be poetic Mm -hmm. or be witty or funny because like that just doesn't work um now i've lost my thought my train of thought going out with people um i I was talking about not being presumptuous and why why would you if someone was but are you like that i mean coming back to what you were saying there brad about being you don't want to assume are you like that even when you are like hoping that they are hitting on you 
no, if I'm hoping they are hitting on me, then I'm having a great time. Uh, then you're just, you're just, okay, you're just yeah. into it. Right. And you're hitting on them back. Yeah. But you're, but you're not like questioning it, going like, are they hitting on me though? I wish they were. I, I think they no. might be, but I can't tell. No, because I'm quite flirtatious by nature. Right, right. So I'm usually flirting in some way, not necessarily because I want anything from it, but mm-hmm. I just, I like, I'm very comfortable with that kind of mm-hmm. banter. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something about it that's artful, and I think that in a lot of cases we've lost the art of conversation. So I find yeah. flirting quite a fun challenge because it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to mean anything. Like there's a result at the end of this, but it can be this kind of witty, kind of quick, making people laugh, making people smile, like shared experience that I think is uh, is just very very pleasant. Um, so no, if if I think someone's flirting with me and I'm into it, then I'm like, oh, let's play this game. Yeah, yeah, right. I have a question for both of you. I, I wrote down a couple points that I wanted to mention, and this is kind of um, like it. So I find that there are a few ways that people respond to me being so open with having conversation about this and also from making films about this that um, sometimes it's great conversations where people feel they can open up and chat with you and you can have a discussion and then um, often uh, men that I'm not interested in and often older men, well, let's just say men in general, um, think that because I'm willing to talk about it, it means that I want to have sex with them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I wonder since both of you, like with this podcast, like what the reception has been and like how you kind of deal with it. Because for me, I feel like I almost need to have a disclaimer that is like, listen, I am interested in the subject and you're asking me questions and I want to answer them, but I'm, I'm not answering them because I'm interested in you Banging you. Yeah. and like, it feels kind of like, it feels dirty and it feels slimy and it feels like someone's like verbally assaulting you. Um, mm. what are your, what are your thoughts on that? I, I approach the subject still with like great trepidation with people that I don't know because I also have I think a very deep fear of being misunderstood Mm. and um, also just like a personal um, like history not personally not first person history but um, you know a few steps removed of uh, just like inappropriate sexual relations and I get very tense about putting myself in a dangerous situation and I'm pretty sensitive and I'm pretty vulnerable and so I can't I even though I'm like I'm not sure if this person is hitting on me there there is a a part of me that feels really vulnerable in talking about it because I'm so afraid of being misunderstood or Mm. misinterpreted so I feel that I don't know if that is what you're talking about but that's the first thing that came to mind while you were formulating that yeah question. i mean i mean it uh it definitely is <laughs> and then but also i'm just thinking like in the same way that people watch tv shows and feel like they know the people on the tv show yeah people who listen to podcasts and i listen to your podcast uh-huh. so i'm like okay well i know jeremy and bridie i know they have a dog mm-hmm. i know they live in a house i know they fight about their car you know <laughs> more about us than than <laughs> some of probably your friends you know like 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 the way i podcasting is so super fucking weird we Mm -hmm. were having this conversation uh with um laurie brown 
is a she's a radio host and she has a podcast called Pondercast and she was talking about how podcasting is like the it's it's the this form of media that we carry around with us unlike anything else right so it's like you're watching Mad Men but you're not taking Don Draper into the bathroom and taking a shit and watching <laughs> Mad Men like but you she could be you could be you could be <laughs> but chances are much more likely that you are taking Lori Brown with you into the oh, bathroom and you know sitting on the toilet or listening to Lori Brown while you go to sleep or listening to Lori Brown while you drive your car or listening to Lori Brown while you have sex like like you we we take these people in our in our fucking heads everywhere and it it cultivates this like false sense of of um friendship or familiarity mm-hmm. And I don't think it's, you know, I shouldn't say a false sense because you are really getting to know them, especially on podcasts like this um, or, you know, Joe Rogan or any of these like long form conversation podcasts where you actually get to really know mm-hmm. the person that you're listening to every week for mm-hmm. X amount of hours a week. Um, and it's, I personally, I actually really love it. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite things to to meet someone and and then find out that they've actually been listening the entire time. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like a, oh, awesome. Right. Like, that just cuts out this whole step of us trying to get to know each other. Now I, now I can play catch up. <laughs> Let me catch up with you. Right. So, like, tell me about yourself. Right. I don't have to fucking talk. But I think mm-hmm. that's under the assumption that the person you're talking to is great. That's right. Yeah, sure. A hundred percent. And isn't wanting anything. Because you could meet somebody. 100%. You could meet... A really pretty boy or like a girl who says, I want you to spit on me or something that mm-hmm. is like reserved. I don't know how you feel about that. But like if there's something that I have told someone in conversation and they all of a sudden are like, oh, you should meet Brianne. She likes this thing. Mm-hmm. That feels like an assault of privacy. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess that also comes with like we've ch- we've chosen to put our this. lives on blast. But right? I forget. And- I always forget. I, always forget I was too. thinking about this yeah. today because I, you know, I go into my yoga studio and I have this like other part of my life that I I feel this obviously it's not removed because it's all part of what I do, but it feels very removed from the podcast. And I'll have somebody say like, I just listened to this episode and I'll be like, oh, so you know that I haven't <laughs> masturbated for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you forget that like in this room, it's just the three of us, the four of us. And, and but really it's it's going out to like a stadium of people you i know? have a like number of people in my life that say they can't listen to our part of the podcast like the intros oh right. interesting yeah a couple of like um a couple of people i've worked with professionally always men yeah. actually that are just like yeah we can't i can't <coughs> interesting well, that was a very it's real and i mean we'll see how the conversation goes but thinking about coming here and having this conversation if if we were not recording it and we were going for a walk or on a road trip or drinking a bottle of wine. Like I would not be reserved about any question Mm -hmm. that you asked me. I would Mm -hmm. just like be fully talking about it, but I'm thinking, okay, one, if Disney wants to hire me one day, Mm -hmm. there are already things that are knocks against me because I'm making sexual subject matter. Yeah. Yeah. Not that Disney is my dream. But there are other Disney's everyone's dream, though. I mean, yeah, there are just there are just other people that I I feel like I don't want them to know certain things about me. But I guess like that's the nature of putting yourself out there in public. It is, yeah, and that you just don't get to choose. You don't. If you make that decision, you 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 best be ready Mm -hmm. to just own it. 
I, I own it. But I, it, coming back to sort of yeah. your question there, there, there have, there has been times where I think people, I, I don't, maybe it's the podcast thing, but also mm. I find people are more like assuming, um, based on the fact that they know that somebody else is like polyamorous. Right. I find like people, I've run into it a number of times where people just go, oh, you're poly. Well then. Everything's open. You just it's an fuck open everyone. door. You're, yeah. a, you're a giant there's open no, garage. There's no rules. Yeah, exactly. Um, actually, legitimately, there's. I, we might have talked about this on the podcast. I don't know if we have or not. Uh, there was a time where I we <laughs> I just done a live show for for Sick Boy at at oh, a yeah. university, and um, af- afterwards I was having this like there was a young woman there who had cystic fibrosis, and for people who don't know, like people with CF, we can't be in close proximity to each other. We can make each other really sick. So um, there's like she comes up after and, and she's talking to me, but we're talking to each other with like uh, an uncomfortable amount of space between us, huh. you know, like she's probably f- 15 feet away. Not the way you very no- far. It's far. It, it's not the way you'd <laughs> normally have a conversation with someone, you know, she's at the other end of this room. Right. Okay. And so we're having this conversation. Now, mind you, the, the, the person who I'm about to talk about, I'm sure she didn't realize I was having this conversation because of all that space. But it was just kind of funny. We're having this deep heart to heart talking about our own experiences and 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 it's really like meaningful and and like sweet. And then this this woman steps in between us both, <laughs> looks right into my eyes and goes, hey, so I'm Polly. So like, what's up? <laughs> hey, I'm Polly. So like, so what's, what's up? up? Yeah. And my only response was no. <laughs> Good. And then and then she was like, "What?" I'm like, "Sorry, no. I'm having a conversation with someone way over there. I know it looks weird, but uh no." <laughs> like I just didn't know what to say. No, that's and then awesome. I and then I saw that, you know, I think I think my response didn't really make her feel that good, but Well, she might also not have Realized it, totally, and you know, it, yeah. it also could have just been like a, like it could have been her being like, vomit. "I'm Polly too." Like, can yeah. you te- like can we t- can we talk about how yes. y- it works with you? Because I'm having a heart. Like, who fucking knows? It, it <laughs> might not have been a come on, but in that moment, it was like, oh god, that's that seems very assumptuous, presumptuous, presumptuous? <laughs> yes, assumptuous. I like assumptuous. I'll work it. Yeah, I'll, I'll stick with it. I uh. I would love to just talk about that Disney comment because it's something that I know Jeremy's manager has talked to him about. Jeremy, you know, like there are just certain opportunities that are not for you anymore mm-hmm. if you if you pub- publicly like relate to this kind of subject matter. And as um, I've been working with my friend Jenna, who you met, um, also a filmmaker, and uh, you know, I if I think about trying to get funding for my own projects, it's really scary. I've applied on behalf of Termion for some arts grants and got nowhere with that. And that could be just because I'm not accomplished enough to have, you know, the right kind of CV or whatever. But, um, I write a lot of grant applications for Jenna's material. And, um, and I just, I, I, I want to marry the two. I want Mm -hmm. to bring, not because I'm, I think I can, not because there's like subject matter that I really feel passionately like I have to put out there and like talk about, but 
I just always try to figure out where all these like strands of my life are going to merge and like when it's going to fucking make sense. So um, with your content and your career and your skill and your interests and stuff like have you run into is it more sex positive over there on the west coast for uh oh man i mean i have uh i have i i've been fortunate to get some funding for certain things i think despite everything like i've also had conversations so i originally shot the dangers of online dating in 2012 okay there was four episodes and I sent it to TELUS, which is our phone cable internet provider who was giving out grants. And they saw those four episodes and said, we really like them, but we are a, a family-friendly show and Ooh. we want everything to be G or PG because they have a video-on-demand streaming service that anybody can access. Okay. So they said, give us something. Do you have something PG? So then I pitched this other show that somebody else had written. They funded that. A year goes by and they say, we've been funding a lot of content that is now more 14A. Mm -hmm. Submit the dangers of online dating to us. Oh, good. To make five new episodes. So that was a positive experience. And everything about working with that company was super positive. Um, we had to do like, we had to do like TELUS takes. So things were right. sent, uh, censored. So um, we would take out the word cock or um, not use fuck. Um, and most, but most things ended up being fine mm -hmm. um or we just like took out the word but then i've met um i met a producer at the Webfest in vancouver and she said um yeah i'm actually really familiar with your work we talked about you as potentially directing a movie of the week hmm. and so this conversation would have happened i think in the spring and she said but the when the producer looked at your imdb they were concerned Mm -hmm. or something like that or they weren't so sure mm -hmm. because the first thing that comes up on my imdb is the poster of the dangers of online dating where she's holding a very straight very large banana with a condom on it and then most of the other posters aren't really sexual well i guess one poster does have a sex toy on it but it's not a phallic sex toy um but because of that they were like mm, maybe not and then whoever they went with so yeah I, I think it has affected me and probably will affect me. But at the same time, um, if the show is good, the show is good. Right. Mm -hmm. And if they actually watch the show, like an old lady masturbating might sound super inappropriate, but like there's no nudity. Mm -hmm. mm. There's nothing. There's no, I don't think there's any swear words in it. Like it's, it's, it's just a suggestion. Weird. It's way less graphic than anything you would see. Yeah. I feel like there's no, like, yeah, way less graphic than anything you would see probably even on like broadcast network TV. Mm -hmm. They would not have an old lady masturbating on broadcast <laughs> network TV. Or they would make her the joke. Yeah. Mm. They would make it the joke that Granny's horny. Like it wouldn't be a real thing. They would be yeah. making fun of her. Yeah. It was pretty, there's like really poignant moments in that film too where it's like she says she has Alzheimer's. But then they're also like smoking weed and <laughs> checking out guys and you know reading erotic literature which i love it's just so so good yeah yeah but it it is an interesting thought of like how how it work in it work artwork that surrounds the topic of sexuality sexuality can hinder your ability to like get other work and yeah. and 
it, I don't know. I like we we recently ran into something like this, and it was really frustrating. Really, like I don't know. I don't get it. You, you know? were going to be doing something a show or something, and you couldn't. Yeah, get it, it was a big of, yeah. Canadian reality TV show that's similarly named the Magnificent Chase, and um, and uh, they they we they were like, yeah, sex. Can't you talk about sex? We can't have you on the show. And I was like, okay, fuck you. It's so. It's, it's it's so silly. stupid. It's so it's stupid. So stupid. It's so silly. <laughs> but not everybody feels that way. Not if everyone you've does. seen the show Working Moms, one of the first like five shots of their pilot is boobs, mm-hmm. and not sexy having sex boobs. Like, have my boobs sagged too much for my baby? Mm-hmm. Mm. What do they look like now? Mm-hmm. Which I've I heard great fantastic. things about the show, but I have not seen it yet. It's great. Yeah, check it out. Um, so tell tell me a little bit about. Uh, your your like dating escapades in in uh, out west you know like what's the what's the dating scene like what's been your what's been your your worst experiences uh what's been your best experiences uh which one well which one do you want me to start with i probably should start (laughs) with some good ones to to up the energy from the um (laughs) from the, the broadcasting the broadcast contract talk um oh my gosh best dating experiences now that's that ends with the worst dating experience Um, Uh, that sounds perfect (laughs) well okay so i uh i feel like i am a much more like sexual liberate like i feel like i should be a slut like i should be slutty that's how i i'm like yeah i like sex i'll talk about sex let's talk about sex let's do the sex Mm -hmm. but i don't really have a lot of the sex i'm pretty particular because if i'm having sex i want it to be great i don't mm-hmm. want to have blase sex. blase mediocre sex no mm-hmm. thank you um so who does dang, want that though like people do they don't know they, yeah like talking about uh, on the tantric podcast last week like it's like she's having seven hour sex and we're all like what yeah. yeah yeah that's crazy because that's not yeah. like in our realm whereas somebody who's like, having who like two minutes i'm for that jackrabbit she took the day off work literally that's just true. for the sex <laughs> but like doesn't she have to walk her dog or do her laundry or something dogs can take care of themselves laundry can <laughs> wait um okay dating so okay uh Part of the dangers of online dating that she is afraid of casual sex consequences is true because my sister works in sexual health and was like, got me scared about getting chlamydia Mm -hmm. or syphilis or whatever. And so a few years ago, maybe six or seven years ago, I started seeing this guy. Our first date was like 12 hours long. It went from having a coffee to going for reflexology to having a drink to going to a show to like hanging out in the park like it was just awesome yeah the, sounds great reflexology going for reflexology like, like, like we had coffee and then i was like oh i'm late for my reflexology appointment and he was like i'm late for my reflexology appointment <laughs> no i think it was possibly part of the plan i don't know when people suggest That's weird so, things I, i'm into it i'm so i'm gonna totally. use that I, <laughs> my next date i'm gonna go you down to get some reflexology the downside though was that i did feel <laughs> a little bit nauseous afterwards for oh, a no. while because I said yes to her working on the gut area of my uh, yes, yes. Anyways, yes, yes. Um, I think he walked me home. We made out and within like the next couple of dates I was like, listen, I want to have the sex with you. Can you go get tested? And then there was this like six week fucking period where he was just not going to get 
tested and I'm like, what is happening right now? Mm. I was super clear. And then I realized, oh, he's having sex with other people. Mm -hmm. So it's not immediately important for him to be making this happen. And Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be exclusive with him. One of the bonuses of that was that you got to go back to like the makeout and hands and other Mm-hmm. such things which mm-hmm. like upped that level of i think chemistry and intimacy Heat. yeah and then by the time we started having sex like it was just so mind-blowing that it was like sex isn't a thing you do it's a place you go mm-hmm. and the place that i go is a great fucking place mm-hmm. yeah like i really like that place a lot yeah so it was it turned out to be great with him it turned it, out to be right. so great like that a couple times i remember i had to be like we need to stop for a second because i was just feeling like so emotional and uh-huh. like so fulfilled and like i think at one point i wanted to be like i love you which i did wow. not yeah. like i knew i did not but yeah. i was just no, like i get it i what are i'm the having this experience and then i was like and now i feel like i'm gonna be crying and i really don't know what's going on so like i need a minute so many people would experience that and be like well i fireworks i'm in love now and this is the person i'm gonna spend the rest of my life with end of the story well i would like to be the person who just went with it yeah yeah because like what did i suppress there right right like i could have said i love you and then cried and then afterwards been like i know i said that i didn't really mean it but i did in the moment (laughs) that cool yeah (laughs) i good that feeling that vibe uh i just it I, i feel like it 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 manifests in a different way for everybody. So like for you in that moment, it was like, I'm willing up. I might cry. I'm, I love you. Like you just like burst out, burst out. I love you. For me, I feel like I turn into uh, Tom Cruise on the couch on Oprah. Like I just go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just want to laugh so fucking hard and my face hurts. Cause I'm just oh, smiling through. Like it's right. Oh, and I, it's so monot- it's so crazy. Yeah. For everybody. Like even right. even like the I'm going to cry and tell you I it's psychotic. Be- but it's just so overwhelmingly good that you right. just can't help but like you know. Yeah. Oh fuck. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I love that feeling. It was good. I I'm afraid of that well. feeling. I'm always like, "Oh, I'm pregnant." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's got to be what that feeling is. <laughs> yeah. That's you the got feeling me. Get knocked out. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> That's one of my biggest nightmares. Uh, oh god. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I find it interesting though that you uh, you're the first person I've ever I've ever met who has said that before having sex with someone you've requested that they go get tested. And actually, this was a this was a scene in um, Dangers of Online Dating. Dangers of Online Dating with the French guy. Yeah. And she was like, "Go get tested," and he was like. The test or whatever, and um, I'm not performing. I'm not performing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was very funny. Um, and I was, I was thinking to myself, I was like, do people do that? Do people? But you do. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> is I that... exclusively did it for quite a while. Yeah, and then and then there was a couple times where I was just like, well, this is. It's either yeah, it's either we do it or we're not doing it ever. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, because I feel like most people. I mean, if. I think that people should take some sort of step to get that information. Mm-hmm. But for most people, I think it's as passive as going, Hey, like, have you been tested recently? Yeah. Oh, I definitely and that person always goes, ask that. Yes, I have, or no, yeah. I haven't or whatever. Yeah. But it's, a, you're the first person I've met who's been, who's been like, Hey, I want to have sex with you. Uh, well, it's not going to happen tonight. Cause it's, 
7 o'clock <laughs> p.m. All the and clinics And then we got to wait five days for you to get the test That's back. That's right. So it's like, <laughs> was there ever a point when you were asking that, that you felt like, ah, oh, this is just, it's not worth this long process? <laughs> like having sex is not worth the long process? Waiting for it. You know, Ugh. like you're so because because it is it is it is the ultimate yeah um, safety precaution yeah. So there's nothing, I mean, you can't say if, anything bad about if it. If there's if it's like if it's like you you know I'm going to see you again. This isn't like a fleeting I'm traveling by type thing. Like it is possible to just go do this and we will see each other again. I'll fucking wait. Right. Like I'm not. Right. I am not bursting with the need for somebody else to be involved with my business mm-hmm. I can wait and I will enjoy waiting I like the anticipation I love makeout sessions where the, all of that builds up and it's great so for me I will I will definitely wait there I've never regretted I've never regretted sleeping with people I have regretted not sleeping with mm-hmm. a few people not necessarily because they didn't get um, tested but just like s- circumstantially it didn't happen or wherever my head was at the time um so I think like in the future and I have put this into practice a bit where I'm just like, you know what? We're here. Might as well. This is happening. Mm-hmm. Literally, we are in like on an island far away from everything. Like I this is this mm-hmm. is a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I always ask. And then if you ask somebody to get tested, <laughs> I I personally feel like I can't if you don't, I can't I I feel like I can't have sex with you. Mm-hmm. Not because I don't want to. But now I, my word meant less yeah. like if I say I'm not going to sleep with you unless you get tested if I say that to you then I'm like I can't yeah. sleep with you anyways because now you're not going to believe the value of my mm-hmm. word right right so that leads to the bad okay dating okay. story okay um which so <laughs> okay so the first few dangers of online dating episodes are based on things that actually happened to me. But that episode that you saw with the French guy was not. Okay. We made it up. Like, I mean, getting tested and him not knowing. Sure. Well, we filmed the scene and then maybe a month later, I'm going on a date with the Brazilian dude and I'm having the same fucking conversation that we wrote in a script that I've already filmed. Imitating. It's like art, imitating life, imitating art, whatever. And he thinks that it's because I'm asking him to get tested is because he's Brazilian and I think that Brazilian people are dirty. (laughs) Yeah. And also, again, English is a learned language, like trying to be like as specific as possible, like trying to communicate, (laughs) not really going that way. But what I liked about him was that like we were making out within like 30 minutes of meeting each other because it was just like you're hot. I'm hot. He's like that, like like the macho, sexy latin whatever kind of dude and i was like okay Mm -hmm. i'm going for it but then it became a problem when like he was thinking that i was being terrible or whatever so i was like no it's not happening and then he kept pressuring me pressuring me pressuring me pressuring me and i was like this is not going where i want to go like no and i didn't see him for months after that and then either he got in touch with me or i got in touch with him and it was like let's just make out like let's just meet up for making out he was like it's only going to be making out and I'm thinking like, yeah, I've heard I've heard that before. And he's uh-huh. like, no, no, for for real. Like, that's that's all. So I go over to his house. He lives in a living room. Mm-hmm. That's where it's, it's the living room. <laughs> you can live there. Um. So we're making out. And then he starts like to break his own rules. 
and he's like trying to take my clothes off and i'm like no so then he starts taking his clothes off and this is like the week after the louis ck thing mm. came out mm-hmm. and like the day before i'm doing a radio interview for the launch of the show and uh he gets naked and then he starts like jerking himself off and i was like what are you doing like i said that i don't want to do that like i'm gonna i'm gonna leave if this is continuing and not because none of this is because i'm frigid and i'm like oh i've never seen a dick i don't want to touch a dick it's like no i just just, don't want to right now don't want we had an agreement you are breaking the agreement this is quickly becoming that you disrespect me and i want to get the fuck out of here so he keeps doing it he's totally naked and i'm like stop i'm i'm like putting on my coat and my shoes and he is chasing me like <laughs> following me behind me to the door of his off? apartment still jerking off Whoa. standing in the door of his oh, bathroom no. which is right beside the door to the apartment and he's looking at me and he's like looking at the bath like i'm gonna jerk him off into the bath and i'm like what the fuck is happening right now i was like no and I, the only thing that stopped him was that I opened the apartment door and then all of a sudden it was like the, the fact that the outside world might know mm-hmm. he was all of a sudden and like very timid. And I was but like, could okay. it have been a language barrier thing? <laughs> <laughs> nice callback. Callback to the show. Oh my gosh. And then the next day when I went to that interview, the, the radio host was like, so like, are you online dating right now do you have any like recent stories this is like the pre-interview no, and i was like oh my god i said yeah but <laughs> i don't think we want to talk about it and he goes why not and i was like i got louis ck and he goes oh yeah we don't want to talk about that no fuck it's yeah you do but now it's on record yeah yeah now the world knows it's not okay and then he messaged me saying like hey like how are you and i was like for the record when somebody says no and stop you stop yeah, yeah. That's it. I get such like secondhand cringe hearing yeah. shit like that. Like I don't. How do you do it? I don't know. How do you? He says he's a feminist because he was raised by a single mom and has has daughters. Sisters. Right, right, right. Hmm. Maybe that's. I can't put those pieces together with the same logic somehow. Um, have you been Have you been swiping or, or online dating since you've been on on your trip here? No. Um, You're not like a travel swiper. Um, I like if it was like, um, like dial a dick yeah, and I could like just get past all the beginning stuff and was like, I'm feeling like it right now, mm-hmm. then I would be totally into it. But sometimes it's like, like I was coming from a festival in Chicago. So it's like, I want to see the city. I've got to put on my like schmoozy schmooze filmmaker face and then I'm going to meet some random and then, and then what's going to happen? Like. I have. I feel like when I've traveled, I have met people, but then I'm generally like, nah. I like meet. I like meeting people in real life. Yeah, there's an effort involved that, like, especially if you're traveling for work, mm-hmm. that effort can sometimes feel a little bit like I don't. I can't. Yeah. Well, and then and then I also just that. don't even know where I've been. Like the entire time I've been in the Maritimes. Yeah. We. I haven't had a plan of where I'm going to be. Yeah. When. Or I'm also staying in somebody else's house. That also makes it tough. Is a thing too. Well, it can be, but when I was visiting my grandpa actually last month, he lives in the middle of nowhere and I messaged somebody on Tinder and was like, listen, do you want to make out? (laughs) I was just like, do you want to make out? You know, he lived within like less than a kilometer of my grandpa's house and I was like, okay, I can like sneak out. 
after my grandpa goes to bed and I can just go like smooch this person. And that's what I, and I was like, I was like, that's all I mean. I'm literally saying just make out. And, um, and he had a kid and he fell asleep before he put the kid to bed. So by the time he got back to me, I was like, no, it's that, that window was passed. <laughs> that energy was building and that's passed. And then the next day he goes, just out of curiosity, would it have turned into anything other than making out? And I said, well, making out was my plan. Mm-hmm. No dot, dot, dots, but I put them in my brain. Mm. <laughs> you never but probably know. just making out. I don't yeah. know. I, uh, I don't know about because you've been doing a little bit lately like date like going on dates with people on your travels but yeah i'm just trying to imagine what that would be like because my experience with online dating i would always have lengthy like week-long conversations with somebody before i'd meet them yeah Yeah. and i mean if they're nice conversations sure but if it's kind of just chat like i personally would just rather meet a person because Mm -hmm. i've gotten kind of excited about meeting people before and then you just yeah never know yeah you put a lot of time yeah in. i hate the fucking chat thing yeah. like, i want if i want to if i want to have a conversation if i i want to have a conversation with all these people like that's i i am so stimulating conversation is just like so fun regardless of like whatever it ever turns into it's it's always worth it for me to like have you know a coffee or a beer yeah and like have this like really solid dialogue with somebody else yeah but fucking doing it with my goddamn thumbs on a screen like i'm just like yeah i just i'm like yo do you want to just do you want to just like do this but in person well and this is fucking dumb and you never know because i've one like i remember specifically the one person that i was excited to meet (coughs) he was funny when we were talking but Mm -hmm. then in hindsight i was like oh it would take you a while to formulate Mm yeah a response like you're not it's not the witty like repartee and within like mm-hmm. a minute of seeing him, it wasn't because he was unattractive. It was probably t- the first 10 seconds. I was like, oh shit, this is going to be really bad. And it was one it of the was weirdest, really yeah. weirdest dates I've ever been on um, He, yeah, in my life. But I was like, if this would have happened sooner, I wouldn't have wasted my time. Yeah. I wouldn't have wasted your time. Yeah. Like having this conversation when it's going nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. The, the online dating thing is like, I, I don't. I don't like Tinder. I don't like Bumble. I don't like that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm over it. You just want to meet people out and about. I like that. Yeah, you I do. do like that. Yeah. You meet I, a lot of people. I meet a lot of people. Yeah. I recently met somebody <clears throat> in real life, but because of online ness. Okay. I took a ride share from here to Sackville. Aha. Okay. And. Uh, so I was I was I was couch surfing when I travel I do a lot of couch surfing so then accommodations free I have mm-hmm. a friend wherever I go um, I've traveled all over the world so the lady I was staying with she said oh you should if you want to go to Sackville like you should just post it on the Facebook forum the ride board. so I did didn't even read it to see if anybody else was going anywhere I get a message from this guy he's like I can do that and the timing worked out perfectly like I was thinking like two o'clock on a Thursday and he was like how about two o'clock on Thursday. And then as soon as he is like at the door to pick me up, I was like, oh, shit, you're really attractive. Uh-huh. I like you a lot. He's just been on this like big trip across the country. He will probably look up this thing because I told him I was going to be mm-hmm. on a podcast about sex. Hello and he there. Was like, nice. He was like, oh, are you? Uh, so what about is and uh, and then he just stopped for a second. He went. Yeah, I'm probably like most people uh, that is uh, really awkward when you try to talk about. And I went, 
sex? He goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what like, is okay. the thing that you're uncomfortable with talking about? Just like, just trying to. So did you get? Did you guys down. hang out outside of the the ride? We spent chair? two and a half hours <laughs> in the car together. He's uh, he lives in Vancouver. He works in the film industry. Interesting. He's oh. not going to be there for a couple months. Oh. Um. He did add me on the Facebook. Yep. And we go. have sent some messages back and forth, which my response was to my friend Lisa Dawn was like, he likes me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. He really likes me. It sounds like a pretty like ideal setup. I mean, it's four know? months away from him being back in Vancouver, and he could listen to this and be like, that's so awkward. She yeah, just chatted never, about me. Yeah, that's right. And then block you. Yeah. Let's get his name and number up in the. Uh... Yeah. yeah. We'll put oh. it in the show notes. I'll tell you all the personal details <laughs> I know about him. If you need a ride, he's a handsome driver. Um, well, Brianne, where can people check out your shit? Um, so my website is nord stewart.com, S T E W A R T. And then uh, The Dangers of Online Dating is on all social media with the username D O O D the series. Nice. Uh, Beat Around the Bush is not available without a password, but. Your institution can buy it for moving images distribution should you want to teach it as curriculum in your school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but my website is the best place to go for it. Sweet. My social media is B-N-O-R-D-S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Awesome. And what's in the pipeline? Uh, I know you're making a feature out of out of Beat Around the Bush. Yeah, I am working on the script for that. I'm also really interested in, um, I have another film which I'm, I'm going to eventually get to that has to do with mental health, um, depression and suicide, but that would also be funny. Amazing. Not again, not making fun of it. Um, but, uh, using it as a way to try to talk about it. And, uh, I'm trying to break into TV. Like I really, I want to get an episode of television. People really want to (laughs) hire female directors right now, but, um, they want to hire you in TV. They want you to have already worked in TV. So working on that, Mm -hmm. working on, I'm going to be watching, I'm going to be going into this hour. I was 22 minutes on Thursday to meet some of those folks. Sweet. I've already met some other local people. Good Say hi us. to Sue Kent for me. Okay. Yeah, and then I, I mean, I just, I honestly, I hope to be having a little bit more sex. Yes. The good sex. Maybe the tantric sex. The tantric, yeah. The place you so go. That, yeah, some of that seven hour shit. Have you ever heard of the graphic novel Sex Criminals? Uh, yes, I have. It's yeah. great. We read a little bit of it. Did we? Er, early days. Uh, yeah, back when I was like really getting that collection going. Yeah, yeah. It takes place in the place you go oh, during sex. Oh, interesting. Like that's where <gasps> the setting Oh, yeah. Is. Wait. Mm-hmm. Wait, is there a bit of sci-fi to it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. it's definitely got a bit of, uh, yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely fantastic. Yeah, I remember it. you. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. this. Oh, and then there's also a <clears throat> companion show to The Dangers of Online Dating called Sex with Paula which I've seen talks some of this about too. sexual health, and we don't use. And she's an gender. actress, right? She's an actor. She's she, not. She's not a. a she's not a nurse. Therapist. No. Okay. Um. She is also one of the voices in the Netflix series, um, Dragon Prince. She's one of the main characters. Oh, cool. So our audience to Sex with Paula is really confused because one of our actors on Sex with Paula is a voice for My Little Pony. And then uh. Paula is the other one, and she's a voice for Dragon Prince. And then they wind up in our show being like. So Big Mac and Rayla are talking about yeah. dicks and <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, but it is accurate sexual health information. Um, there's one or two nurses who check everything at every step of the way, and it's funny. It is. Yeah, funny. we're trying great, to make it funny, and yeah. she's a great performer she yeah. as well. Yeah, and we would really love engaging. to have um, 
we would love to have actual sexual health nurses or like people from diverse backgrounds if they're interested in participating you would have to be in in vancouver um but we want to talk about bigger issues and or other issues that mm, it's probably not the best for a cis person to talk about Mm. trans issues like Mm. it would be great to be inclusive to everybody and our writers are all they are diverse but right on sex can be fun and funny at the same time it's the best (laughs) when it is (laughs) Uh, well, thank you. Thanks for coming out here. and uh, Yeah, thank you for having me. shooting the shit. Yeah. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. And uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week with another fantastic little chat. In the meantime, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review and hit the subscribe button and tell all your friends and your family and your mom and your dad that they should do the same thing. And you can also support the show uh, over at Patreon. Help us uh, keep this project running. Patreon.com slash Termion. If you want to email us or be a guest on the show, you can visit our website, termionpodcast.com, or email us at termionpodcast.gmail.com. That is it for this week. Sure is. Until next week. Good luck yourself. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.